Wow. That's pretty exciting. Well, folks, that means it is time to call in and ask your Vicar General some questions. <laughs> <laughs> that phone number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. It's an opportunity for our local listeners to call in and ask any questions on the Catholic faith. And so Father Chuck Simple is here to answer those questions. I'm just here to observe. So 877-795-0122. You can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook also. So Father, uh, Vicar General, you take over if the <laughs> if the bishop leaves, um, but while you have a bishop, uh, is there extra duties? Well, it, the vicar general is, uh, you know, first of all, I'm only vicar general for the Sioux Falls Diocese, so not, not all, everyone. Not, the, okay, not all okay. the real presence radio area. I'm sure they, I'm sure instance, they would welcome you. <laughs> for instance, my, my good friend, Father Michael Malloy, is now the administrator of the right. Rapid City Diocese, and he also was vicar general, and I think he still probably is as administrator. So um, it it probably in our diocese, we, we don't have... We haven't had had a full time vicar general that just does that. I have a parish to put in pastor. So, but it's uh, a person that, um, for, on a corporate level, we act as kind of the vice president. I okay. mean, we're, we're so involved in a lot of committees okay. with the bishop. And if the bishop leaves the geographical area of the diocese of Sioux Falls and is uh, out of the area, then I'm responsible hmm. for him. And, of course, now with communication so easily done through phones, and he really stays definitely totally in charge. So That's it's, interesting. It's, uh, hmm. it, it doesn't happen too often where I have to do something without uh, Bishop Swain's <laughs> approval, and he probably appreciates that too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, it looks like we already have our first question written in, Father. Um, it is... Post it on Facebook if you have a question and you want to join in the conversation. The number is 877-795-0122. So this anonymous question on Facebook, I have a question about confession. What do you recommend doing if you remember sins that committed years ago, maybe decades, that you aren't sure if you confessed before? Sometimes you feel like you can never quite get scrubbed clean of past sins because old memories pop up at the most unexpected times. Like they said, like three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think that's necessarily an uncommon experience. And after hearing confessions for several years, I, I think <laughs> that it's uh, something that people generally bring up. And mm -hmm. I think there's two things I would say. One, sometimes we there to pray for a healing of memory isn't a bad idea. It doesn't mean that it's always going to go away, but how we can use that memory, it's kind of like how we learn from mistakes or from things that probably we didn't even cause, but still can be ways in which we can learn from that. And secondly, um, we have to just be able to uh, trust in God that God forgives. I think it's uh, one of the experiences, and I, I think other priests experience this too, and we probably experience it in our own lives. Forgiving ourselves is harder sometimes than to accept God's forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And if we can't forgive ourselves, then it's hard to accept God's forgiveness. It almost acts as a block to that forgiveness. So uh, to pray for that ability to forgive oneself, and that also then is at the same time allowing God's forgiveness to be into our lives. Yeah, and trust, and trust plays a part in that too. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for that question on confession. If you have a question you'd like submit, you can submit it on Facebook like they did anonymously, or you can give us a call at 877-795-0122. Again, the phone number is 877-795-0122. Sue on Facebook has also asked a question of Father Chuck Simple this morning. Uh, revisit this question uh, we had from yesterday. Uh, we didn't have a lot of time to answer the question. So um, they were asking, what is a red mass? Well, there is, a, you know, there's different they're, they're colors because of what people wear. Garments like white, you know, mm-hmm. for like nurses and things and blue for like police force. Mm-hmm. And red was kind of the color for lawyers. And so... Uh, the, uh, Why red? Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I think it's kind of like, with the, the robes and things that sure. people, you know, sometimes have worn, you know. So there's various, they mainly color, kind of with the colors of, of the robes or garments. And How long the, have they been doing red, white, blue masses? Well, again, there, there's been a tradition of it in the church for quite a while as professions, uh, especially those in healing professions or in service professions like lawyers and nurses and doctors and police force, uh, they they have a special um, like association with people and those needs. And mm-hmm. so it was it came really through the those that were in the Catholic faith in those professions that were asking for prayers. And so and some of our saints that were of various professions, uh, especially those that have dealt with the healing ministry or other things, that then they asked for their intercessions during those masses too. So they, we've had those here at our cathedral, Bishop mm-hmm. Swain, who mm-hmm. of course himself was a civil lawyer before he became bishop uh, and before he became a priest really in Madison, Wisconsin. So uh, he, of course, has a special connection with the law and lawyers and uh has offered the red mass at the cathedral, and then for those in the doctors, nursing profession, the white mass, and those in the and first responders, not only police but first responders mm-hmm. uh, dealing with uh, the blue yeah. mass. Yeah, well, and pay attention to your bulletins because a lot of the dioceses will have these special masses that you can go to and pray for those that are serving our areas. Right. Yes. Wonderful. Okay. Well, folks, if you want to join in on the conversation, the number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. You can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So we have another question. Hmm. You're popular, Father Oh, yeah, Chuck. right. <laughs> Another question. While we are in 40 Days for Life, can you talk about why must human life be respected? Well, again, this is something I think our church has had such a great history of. And as we know, there is more and more talk that's not respecting life, uh, especially the unborn, but also on all the whole spectrum of of issues, the agent and even in between, because sometimes... We can think that people that probably have some disabilities, intellectual or physical, and the Catholic Church has, has showed a dignity for all people, regardless of their intellectual, their abilities, of physical, whatever it is, from conception to natural death. It, it almost seems like, uh, why wouldn't we? But as we know, that that's not the way... Our culture and a lot of cultures look at it. it. It's almost like we almost, because we live in such a consumer society, 
where we almost think that people can be as yeah. brought up like that, like anything else, and it's uh, and they lose that dignity. Certainly, the highest priority of the church in regard to moral witness is the respect for life from all stages of it. Well, I'm glad you pointed that out because respect life usually instantly goes to abortion, which is obviously the number one sure. way that we're abusing or disrespecting life. But it does branch out into a lot of different ways, yes. and it can even be in your own household. Mm-hmm. And so, um, 40 Days for Life did. Um, Holy Spirit have a spot on the prayer chain? Uh, well, yeah, on 41st, uh, yep. in, in Sioux Falls, we're talking now, every, the first Sunday of October, they have a, uh, they line up on Kiwanis Avenue, which is, and all the way from Kiwanis by O'Gorman, all the way down, and, and all the way on 41st Street, all the way to Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. all the way as far as they can. Yeah, and we were near site. the, uh, yeah, it is, and they, it's prayerful, it's not, we're not shouting out, people aren't yelling at cars passing by and Mm-mm. but they're just they hold uh little banners that with various sayings on them most of them are very positive sayings you know god loves everybody or mm-hmm. and that we're all of dignity and then when you're holding it up they have prayers that you can say if you don't have something in your own head or mind that you want to pray so yeah and it's uh it's it's a it's been going on for quite a few years. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I know when I was at St. Michael's, it was very active there, and and yeah. uh, that part of town, of course, on the western part, a little bit closer than we are on the eastern part. But yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, folks, the lines are open. If you have a call or a question that you would like to ask Father Chuck Simple this morning, the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two again eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So this is your first time co hosting with me, Father Simple. Is it going to be the last? <laughs> oh I well <laughs> Well, I might just say if you were, a lot of people ask me because of my uh, association with Bishop Swain, how long is Bishop Swain going to be the, in the Diocese of Sioux Falls? Yeah. Well, you know, he submitted his resignation uh, a year ago in September because he turned 75. Uh-huh. And so now it's a year and a month. We're already in October. Uh, from what we're seeing in other dioceses, the Diocese of Bismarck just lost one of their priests. Mm-hmm. Father Vetter is going to be the bishop in Helena, Montana. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that took, they waited about uh, 16 to 18 months. Des Moines, where, uh, when uh, Gretchen was talking about doing her focus missionary work in Drake University in Des Moines, Des Moines just received a new bishop, and they waited about 18 months. So, if we are, we're looking at. We have to when, hang uh, on a little bit longer. On. And so it could be, you know, we, there's no, people ask, well, do you have any indication of that? No. I think Bishop Swain probably gets a little indication a few days ahead of time, but. Oh, is that not, all? Not a lot. And I remember when he was announced to be our bishop, because I was vicar general with Bishop Aquila at that time, I was at a meeting on, in a, with the pastors of our city and Bishop Aquila called me and said, we got a new bishop. And, he, and this was on a Tuesday. And he says, get the house ready. He's coming in on Wednesday and oh, have wow. a dinner ready for him. And then we had a press conference on Thursday with the chancery and uh, the people that uh, from the various uh, stations here in town to interview the new bishop, Bishop Swain at that time. So, no, we don't get a lot of heads up on it. A couple of days. I'm sure Bishop Swain gets a little bit better heads up on it. But it, it's very... Because uh, well, he's got a pack. Yeah, well... <laughs> 
and thankfully he decided to stay in Sioux Falls. Is he, he, uh, he, is is, he uh, deciding to stay? Yeah, in fact, uh, he has a residence he's going to be moving into in Sioux Falls, and he uh, decided that uh, he told us at our clergy days, which we just met from our diocese of Sioux Falls in uh, Acoma, which is right across the river by Chamberlain at Cedar Shore, and uh, he told us that he thought about it, and now after 13, probably could be 14 years before he leaves, he's now a South Dakotan, not a oh, Wisconsin. Oh, really? So, well, that's exciting. Yeah, so he's going to be staying in Sioux Falls. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, I think a lot of people were uh, speculating. My mom runs the Mustard Seed Catholic right. Bookstore here in town, and, and you know, there's been a lot of chatter in the Catholic community at clergy days. I wonder if they announced the new bishop, you know, and yeah. and it's like, it doesn't quite work that way. No. <laughs> <laughs> the announcement usually comes, uh, you know, at, with the, uh, you know, that we get a couple of days, and then there's a press conference, and then they usually have that. What before the press conference, they've worked out with Bishop Swain when we would have, if it's a priest that's not a bishop, it's an ordination, like in his case. Right. If it's a bishop that's already a bishop, so it could be a bishop from another diocese that would switch, like Bishop Carlson went to uh, Saginaw, Michigan, then mm-hmm. went to St. Louis. Uh, could be a, if it is a bishop, it's a lot less of a ceremony because he just gets installed as our bishop. But so we don't know if it's a bishop or a priest. Well, we've got a call that is waiting to talk to you, Father. Oh, really? We've got Bill on the line from Moorhead. If you want to call in with your question, the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We're going to head on over to Bill now. Bill, are you with us? Yes, I am. And you have uh, a question uh, Father, for Father. Yes, yes, I do. Uh, Father, I grew up in uh, a neighborhood where there was a Czech family that lived near us. Yes, and, wonderful. Uh, and I was, uh, you, you know what kolaches are? Oh, very much so. <laughs> I, I've eaten hundreds why of don't them. You, why don't you tell people what, what kolaches are and how good they are, and also <laughs> about the dances that you would go to when you were a little kid? Yes, why well, I, you know? I I danced in many of those. Even as a priest, I did it for a while. It's kind of like a I think, and you would know because uh, probably growing up next to a Czech family, it, it's kind of like a square dance, but it's called the beseda. Beseda is a Czech word for meaning really a, a a a gathering or a grouping of people, and so it's much like a square dance where you have eight people, four couples, and then it's called out. So there's a like a person that calls out the moves. Oh, okay. So it, like a square dance. So you know when to circle around or heel and toe. And, and so the best that I've done since I my grandfather brought it over from the Czech Republic now, and I started dancing when I was three years old and danced the best until... I was 28 or 29. Well, now you're going to be asked to do it again. And, uh, I think I probably could by memory and had a wonderful partner for many, many years uh, who uh, um, that uh, we, we danced it together for for years. And uh, so and then the kolaches, which are uh, it's a Czech pastry and it's really in the dough. It's the dough that's important. Uh, I always used to tease. My grandmother made the best kolaches, and she was wonderful. My mother never attempted to do it like because she couldn't match my grandmother's. My sister tried, and I hope she's not listening in Yankton to Real Presence Radio. I don't, she's working, I hope, but she might have it on. But her kolaches, when she started, were not so great. But she got it down better. And it's so you have the dough, which is hard to get make because it's kind of a sweeter dough. And I tell you the truth, I never made them. But in the middle of that dough, you put varieties of things: of fruit like peaches, apricot, uh, prune. Uh, a lot of people like poppy seed, and so 
when you go to like Tabor or Czech Community, they have dozens, hundreds of dozens of these, and they're delicious. They're great with coffee. They're great with milk. Uh, <laughs> they're great with a beer. And they're just wonderful, wonderful Czech uh, uh, pastry. All fun. And, you, yeah. you know, I remember the, the dance that you were talking about, the dances. Yeah, the Besseda. That was so much fun. And that was really a lot of fun. Did you do the Besseda, Bill? Did you well, dance I, it? I was just invited to go with the family. With the okay. family. Uh, yeah. A classmate of mine was one of the kids, and... And so I was introduced to all that, and and so I don't, I, I really, didn't, I was just a beginner, but it was a lot of fun. I remember how much fun it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Bill, for your question. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. It was a fun. Okay. Bye, bye. <laughs> thank you. Bye. All right. Well, that was Bill from Moorhead calling in, talking a little check with Father here. Father Chuck Simple's joining us, and we're broadcasting live this morning from Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Sioux Falls. And we are in the middle of straight talk. It's your opportunity to call in with any questions that you might have, even if it's on kolaches. You can do that. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is the phone number to call. And you can also submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So you can stay. Um, anonymous and you don't have to have your voice broadcast over if you wanted to. <laughs> so the phone number is 877-795-0122. So thinking about uh, clergy days, any big news other than f- are well, you allowed to uh, announce anything exciting? <laughs> well, no, they're really not. It's not, a, it's not like a big news, but it, uh, you know, our diocese, like Rapid City, Bismarck, Fargo, we're spread out. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys, priests and deacons, permanent deacons, that I do not see except for clergy days because they're yeah. they're in, way out in various parts of the diocese. Uh, they might come in for an ordination or something to Sioux Falls, but, uh, and, but we don't really get a chance to talk. One thing about we found at Cedar Shores, we take over the whole uh, hotel, motel there. And so uh, we're all together. It's it's away from uh, really a city or anything. And so we have meals together. We have uh, we had two great speakers, uh, uh, a priest that talked to us on the Psalms, and the Psalms are very much a prayer, a part of the priest prayer life with our uh, breviary or liturgy of the hours. We have Psalms for our officer readings, Psalms that we pray, and morning prayer, mid morning, mm-hmm. noon, mid afternoon. Uh, evening prayer, and so the Psalms are the Psalter, it's called, which are the book of Psalms that mm-hmm. uh, we pray in. So this priest uh, taught the Psalms, and he was very good in opening up uh, the Psalms for so us. So, when thinking about your 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 breviary and your daily prayers, why are the Psalms so important? Do you think? Well, I kind of knew a little of this before the priest talked to us, but he enhanced it a lot because they deal with all our emotions. The Psalms were mm. written at times when things were really going well, and some of the Psalms are very festive. They're joyful. They're experiencing the great goodness of God. Some of them are really, really going through, when people are going through pain or sorrow and times in their life when things aren't so good. And so, and so they really encompass all our emotions. And I think that's an. I, I remember when I was a young priest, uh, one of the priests I was living with, who was not about my age that I am now, told me, "As you get older, you're even going to appreciate the Psalms more and more." Mm. And I think that's really true. I find that too when I talk to 
our senior priests, those that are no longer running parishes but are still helping out on weekends, they always say that too, that they really find in their prayer lives the uh, mm-hmm. the great gift the Psalms are, those 150 uh, prayers in the Hebrew or Old Testament that are so important to our prayer lives. So they yeah. really deal with all the gamut that we yeah. go through of emotions. Well, and I found, um, I know in high school for one Lent, I decided I was going to read the Bible, you know, because you're in high school and you don't know mm-hmm. any better. <laughs> I'm going to get that done in 40 days. <laughs> but, you know, it was the thing that I ended up doing was reading a psalm a day. You oh, know, yeah. I wasn't very familiar with reading the Bible, but the psalms were my introduction into the Bible. And I think that's a great place to start. What would you would you recommend that also? Well, I think it is, you know, it's uh it's it's probably you know like you said it's probably it can lead you into other sections of the Bible, mm-hmm. and there are pretty good resources now that help us. Uh, even there's Bibles that help us not just to go in sequence of all the the Bible as it's in the binding of the book, but probably helps us to read sections of it. And then probably starting off with the prayer of a psalm that might uh, relate to yeah. whatever sections we're reading, whether those be times of uh, great joy because the temple was rebuilt or times of great suffering when people were in exile or whatever. All right. Well, folks, you're listening to Straight Talk. It's our opportunity to call in and ask Father Chuck Simple any questions that you might have on the faith. The phone number is 877 877-795-0122. And you can also submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. And the interesting thing about today hosting from Holy Spirit Catholic Church is Father Simple and Father Tyler Matson both are at this parish, and they fought over who got to be on the air with me this morning. <laughs> oh, we did, yeah. Yes. Well, Father Tyler's been on the air before. He's done, yes. he's done things on, and he's a... Uh, He's really, uh, I mean, I've because I've had the opportunity to be in bigger parishes from quite a bit of my priesthood at St. Michael's and here, and and uh, I've got to know a lot of the associates, and we've really been gifted in our diocese with really fine young men that are uh, uh, just uh, very competent and very much in tune with where people's yeah. at, and we've just been so gifted here in our parish with Father Tyler. Just to give you a little thing, he he doesn't like to brag about himself, but he runs a Bible study on the Psalms that he started just a few weeks ago. Now, this is after the Wednesday morning Mass, so we have Mass at 8 o'clock. Then we go down, they go down to the lower level. He has over 100 people in his Bible study for no the Psalms. Way. Last year, he did it on the book of Revelation and the same. And they all were just saying, what are you going to teach us this year? What are you going to teach us this year? Wow. So uh, he's, he's, gift. he's a very gifted teacher. And he also works with our young people at the O'Gorman Junior High. So uh, he has uh, really been a gift to Holy Spirit Parish and to myself and to see his enthusiasm and his uh, energy for wanting to spread the good news to not only um, the, the people in the parish, but just uh, around that anybody he encounters. Yeah. And he's he's really got a, a depth of a spirituality about him that I think people sense right away. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's got a, a deep spirituality, and he's just been a, a fantastic guy to have around. And I'm so glad that 
uh, he's here with me in the Holy Spirit Parish. Yeah. Well, and since you guys were fighting over who got to host with me, mm-hmm. we're actually letting Father Tyler host the second hour with me. Yeah. He's very excited about <laughs> it, too. He's probably listening in. I know. Actually, it was more of a logistic thing because he spends Friday morning over at the junior high, the O'Gorman Junior High, the first uh, hour that we're here. So, yeah. so he's going to be able to take over at 10 Well, I feel very lucky because I got Father Chuck Simple and Father Tyler Matson <laughs> both to host with me this morning. So the first hour was Father Chuck Simple. Second hour is going to be Father Tyler Matson. Um, we have just about five minutes left of this hour, which is hard to believe. Mm. Um, but if you missed any of our previous interviews, we've had a great interviews starting off with addictions at the beginning of the hour. And then we've had some great questions during Straight Talk. Um, you can always go to our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com, and we will have all of these interviews posted up. And you can listen to Father Chuck Simple all day if you oh, wanted wow. to. Yeah. It could happen. You could happen. <laughs> so you uh, could go to your Catholic radio station, or you can also check out our podcast. So any big events coming up here at Holy Spirit? Uh, well, what, coming up uh, last year, well, actually, earlier this year in February, we invited Father Larry Richards in, which yeah. was a big, Great big turnout. hit. Yeah. Now we invited him back. And he's coming back for our youth and others, too, at O'Gorman in their Performing Arts Center on January the 10th. It's called Restart. It's something our youth minister, Sean Hansen, put together uh, a couple of years ago because a number of our students, uh, not only from Holy Spirit, but around really the whole diocese and other dioceses, go to the, what is called, Steubenville experiences. Mm -hmm. They're around the whole United States. We've gone to uh, one in St. Paul at St. Thomas University, and last year and, and years before, they've gone to other places too. But it's a wonderful experience for the kids that time. And then they call it Restart. It kind of gives the same sort of thing with a Christian band and then a speaker and then adoration. And it's for really not only kids but for their families too. And so as people know that listen to Father Richards either on EWTN or have been to one of his parish missions, he's a great speaker. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he's challenging but in a loving way, in a, yeah. in a, and he really hits to the heart of, of people. So we're excited he's coming back. He hated coming back in February last year because <laughs> he thought it was too cold. So I was surprised he accepted to come in January because we know it could be... Uh, Maybe he has a short-term memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so. But yeah, So we're very excited about that coming so up. So he's going to be speaking here too at Holy Spirit? No. No, just, just at, at the school? Yeah, just at the okay, school. Okay, okay. He always goes, this is on a Friday evening, he always goes, He's very conscious. He's a pastor, a pastor of going back to his parish on weekends. So oh. he does not do weekend things other than uh, ending on Friday or Thursday and heads back to his parish for Saturday Mass and Sunday. Okay. Well, that's In really Erie, cool. Pennsylvania. So, yeah. He has a lot of responsibility. He's yeah. A little busy guy. So yes. where can people find out more information on this? Is it on the diocesan website? No, it'd be on our parish website. Okay. And we've been, uh, actually other parishes are involved with just helping us promote it. St. Michael's and Holy Spirit have done this in conjunction for a number of years okay. with the restart. So they can either get a hold of St. Michael's Parish, uh, 
Rhonda Kelsey is the uh, youth director there, and Sean Hansen here at our parish, and they've worked together on getting this uh, formulated. All right, and you don't have, and it's being held at O'Gorman, but you don't have to be an O'Gorman student. Oh no, no, no! It's no, for no, families too. Right, right. Even older people like you, Heather. Me? Yeah. You call me old? <laughs> no, I said older people. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Father, well, it's been great to have you on with us. Well, it's this been morning. a joy. I wish you would stay on with us for both hours, but you are a busy man, you know, <laughs> yeah, important so. and everything. But can you? you send us off with this first hour with your blessing. Yes. Well, we ask God's blessings upon us all, especially those that are listening in that might be going through some particular struggles in their life, that uh, God would be with them and through not only the intercession of the saints and God, but also through our help for we can be with people. And we ask too that Almighty God send his blessings upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me, Father Simple. It's been a joy having you. It's been really wonderful to be here, and I'm sure they'll all get excited to have Father Tyler uh, come on and uh, spend the next it's, it's hour It's going to be a good you. morning. It's been a good morning. Yeah, you're always welcome to come to Holy Spirit. Well, thank I you. I don't have to be on it, but you can. Well, I don't know about that. I was, t- I was, I was, trying, to get, I was trying to get some of our staff to come in and be on it, but they all They all said, just looked at you like you are crazy. I know. They weren't going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's it for Father Simple this morning. We're going to take a quick break. It is at the top of the hour. Um, we're done with our call-in segment, but we have that call-in segment, Straight Talk, every Monday through Friday at 9.30. So it's if you had a question, you can call in on Monday, 877 